my mother went to Auschwitz in 1944. My grandparents went straight to the gas chambers, all because of hate, hate towards the Jewish people. My grandparents didn't do anything to anybody, but they were murdered by those who hated Jews. My name is Dove Heikent. Uh, I spent 36 years as a member of the New York State Assembly, running every two years as a Democrat. And now we have an organization uh, which uh, I founded called Americans Against Anti-Semitism in reaction to out of control hate over the past 14 months in particular, like nothing we've ever seen before. Well, in particular here in New York, things got out of control. People identifiably Jewish walking in the streets of many different communities would be assaulted, would be physically assaulted, would be called effing Jew or something else like that. Uh, sometimes uh, Heil Hitler. I mean, this went on on a regular basis. In fact, after a period of time, I mean, according to the FBI, the New York City Police Department, they've never seen anything like this. We've never had numbers like this. You know, you're walking in the street in, in a place called Williamsburg or Crown Heights or Borough Park, very heavily Jewish areas, and someone comes up to you and just belts you in the head, just assaults you for no other reason than the fact that you are a Jew. Uh, there, there's very little dialogue. No one is looking to take your phone or your wallet or anything else. It is literally raw hatred towards uh, a Jew. Uh, very scary situation. Went on for a very, very long time. The leaders of government here in New York, whether it's the mayor or the governor, de Blasio, Cuomo, they, they did very, very little. I mean, the only thing they actually did was to condemn anti-Semitism, which doesn't take much courage. But they never really addressed the issue. There was never really a plan to deal with it. Um, maybe it was because so many of the acts of hate based on surveillance cameras, I mean, we can see who the perpetrators are. We know who they are, you know, they're on camera. Uh, in almost all cases, they emanated from the minority community, but no one wanted to talk about this. No one wanted, you know, no one was blaming a community but when you see the things that everyone saw in America and all over the world, how can you not raise the question? How can you not ask, where's the hate coming from? Why is it there? Why is there this unbelievable raw hate directed against the Jewish people? Well, it was an event at Rutgers. Uh, I sat there for three hours listening to speeches from uh, imams, professors, you name it. Uh, but the reason I was there, I was there to confront a member of the United States Congress who had indulged just weeks before in what we call a blood libel. Uh, an incident had happened in the Middle East in eastern Jerusalem. A seven-year-old child went missing. And almost immediately, Hanan Ashrawi, uh, a leader in the Palestinian Authority, tweeted basically blaming the Jews. She said a herd of Jews murdered this child. And Tlaib, uh, Rashida Tlaib, retweeted the same thing to over a million of her followers. This kind of vile, you know, the Jews killed this child. It sounds pretty horrible. You know, a herd of settler Jews. 
at the end of the day, it turned out that this child, sadly, had slipped and had drowned. No one did anything. Hanan uh, we actually apologized. But our member of the United States Congress, Democrat, progressive, liberal, didn't have the decency, the decency to say, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. I mean, how do you blame someone when you don't have any facts? But be that as it may, she didn't apologize. And I went to Rutgers because, you know, talk is very nice. But sometimes you've got to go that extra step when you're dealing with hate. You can't just sit back, I condemn it. I went there to confront her face to face, not to in any way physically challenge her, but just uh, standing 12 feet away from her and saying, you know, talking about why she hadn't apologized for the blood libel, uh, questioned her about her anti-Semitism. I mean, it was very, very simple, straightforward. Uh, and, you know, these are the kind of things that need to be done that we in Americans Against Anti-Semitism uh, will be doing a lot more all over the country. We need to confront haters. We need to challenge them directly, not just through a press release, but physically say to them, uh, uh, you know, it was a, I got to tell you, it was a great moment for me. And it wasn't easy. You know, I was in a room with 650, 700 people. Uh, you know, I'm wearing my uh, yarmulke, proud Jew that I am, proud American that I am. Uh, but you need to challenge these people. You can't let them get away with this kind of hatred, with due loyalty and uh, the Benjamins and, and all the other stuff that goes on. We need to confront these haters. Unfortunately, so many of them are in the Democratic Party. And sadly, I mean, this is the worst thing of all, I have to tell you. It's not what Rashida Tlaib did, which was horrible, absolutely horrible. It is the silence of Democratic leaders. Not one, not one single person, not Schumer, not Nadler, not Schiff, not Pelosi, no one said one single word. Imagine if a Republican had done the same thing. Can you imagine? I mean, they'd be debating it on MSNBC and CNN, and they'd be writing about it in the Washington Post, the New York Times. Silence is dangerous. Uh, my background, my mother went to Auschwitz in 1944. My grandparents went straight to the gas chambers, all because of hate, hate towards the Jewish people. My grandparents didn't do anything to anybody, but they were murdered by those who hated Jews. Well, look, I challenged her. I had an opportunity for her to see me face to face. No one else has done that. I mean, that's sad. I'm not happy that I'm the first one. But no one else has done that. No one has challenged her. So, uh, you know, a lot of people give me credit, but I shouldn't get any credit. The sad commentary is that no one else does anything, and that's very, very sad. So, look, I stood there. I had my opportunity. Uh, someone put his hands on me, as you can see in the video. Uh, I made it very clear to that person uh, that it would be better for him to remove his hands from me, which he did. But then the police escorted me out, and people, of course, were chanting, uh, Rashida, Rashida. But look, I had my moment to confront this hater face-to-face, -face, and I guarantee you, she will not forget my face for a long, long time. But the real message is, 
that we can't be silent. We cannot stand by and, and, and not do everything in the world to confront what is going on today. I mean, there's hate all over the country, but we have right here in New York, progressive liberal New York, it, the irony that Mayor de Blasio, uh, who didn't do anything for a year here in New York, can you imagine, has joined the team of Bernie Sanders. You know, the person, Bernie Sanders, is the magnet for every anti-Semite in this country on the left. I mean, from Tlaib, Omar, AOC, I mean, Linda Sarsour, oh my God. When you look at her record, not what I'm saying, I, I plead with people, just take a close look at her embracing terrorists, her advocating violence against Israelis, her the comments that she has made, her participation in the Women's March, and she was thrown out of that because of her anti-Semitism. Uh, you know, a lot of Democrats have this love affair with Louis Farrakhan. You know, they tell you, you know, we don't like some of the things he says, but he's done a lot of good stuff. I mean, that's outrageous. That is sick, absolutely sick. There's got to be one standard for anti-Semitism. Wherever it comes from, you need to condemn it. And the utter uh, uh, hypocrisy, the lack of courage, the cowardice of the Democrats, the leaders of the Democratic Party, I mean, they are cowards. I mean, the question, why are they silent? Why isn't Schumer speaking out today about uh, the comments from uh, a presidential candidate who's leading in all the polls right now, why, you know, with regard to APEC, why isn't Schumer saying anything? Why isn't Nadler saying anything? The reason is they're cowards. They're afraid. I would like to, I would like to believe that uh, the 600, 700 people that were in that room who were chanting Rashida, Rashida, I would like to believe that they don't know the, you know, the history of Rashida, that they don't know all the facts. I'd like to believe it. Uh, I don't know if I'm being naive or not, but uh, I don't think they know all that much. I don't think if I would have had the opportunity to have a real dialogue with her in front of everybody, no yelling, no screaming, you know, I, you know, I was there to question her. Why did you blame the Jewish people for the murder of a child when Jews had nothing to do with it? I mean, you had no one else to blame. I mean, you know, the old scapegoat, just blame the Jews. A Palestinian child is missing, blame the Jews. Uh, and, and not having the decency to apologize, isn't that what we teach our children? We all make mistakes, each and every one of us. We apologize. I make mistakes, I apologize. I apologize to my own children sometimes when I'm wrong. Nothing wrong with that. But she's a coward. She doesn't want to face the, the, the facts of her own words. And, and those are words, you know, the dark ages, blood libels, Jews were blamed for killing, murdering Christian children and using the blood, my God, which caused pogroms, the murder of men, women, and children. This is not, uh, you know, a disagreement on, on a particular issue, uh, whether it's abortion or this or that. We're talking about the kind of language that results in violence violence against innocent people. And a member of the United States Congress doesn't have the decency. Uh, so I, I'm very proud of the fact that I was in that room being able to confront her. And let me just tell you, I'm just getting started. How can people support you? Well, 
just go to americansaa.org and become part of what we're doing. I, I have to tell you, one of the most gratifying things, you know, I'm a Jew and a very proud one. I want you to know that. And a very proud American. Uh, but you know what? The response that we have gotten from all over the country, I'm talking about financially, where people support us, uh, you know, on the Internet. Uh, uh, I mean, 30 different states, contributions from 30 different states. Uh, so many non-Jews supporting what we're doing. Because the truth is, most people in this country overwhelmingly are decent and care deeply about the values that you and I care about. You know, we can have our differences. That's okay. We can disagree about Israel. We can disagree about a lot of things. But you need to have respect. You can't indulge in hate. You can't talk about, you know, Jews murdered a child and then not apologize. Okay? Uh, so people can participate. They can support us financially. If you want to do more, just go on that AmericansAA.org. And we need everybody. We want everybody. And we have people... Uh, you know, everyone who wants to be involved, we plug you in. We get you to do something. And that's really what it's all about. Everyone out there doesn't need to figure out how to solve the problems of the world. You know, we'll leave that to God, my view. Everyone just needs to do their part. That's all. Everybody do their part. Some people can do more. You can do more. I can do more. People out there, they don't have that much time. Just do a little uh, be part of the good guys in this country.